Hey, 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 welcome back to the Fox Across America Game Ball Presentation Ceremony brought to you by the fine folks on the Fox Across America staff where every week as we're muscling our way through the show, uh, we kind of listen for an interview that resonates with us one way or the other. Either it's like really smart or it made us laugh. Uh, This week's recipient did neither of those things. No, I'm kidding. We had a great time. Uh, with a fellow who's going to be guest hosting this show on Friday, May the 19th, while I host Gutfeld and fly down to Clearwater to tell all kinds of stand-up jokes. Joe Concha will be at the helm. And i got to be honest, if the show is anything like this interview, you're in for a rollicking good time. A lot of laughs about the media, way too many movie references. But again, the true spirit of what this show is supposed to be, which is the world's on fire, we're roasting marshmallows, we're giving you the hard news in a way that doesn't seem so difficult to digest. You're welcome, America, and you are uh, thanked, Joe Concha, for this epic performance you're about to hear. You know, remember the sting? We'll give him the old shutout. They give him the old shutout. Uh, joining us now, a gentleman who definitely saw the sting, a uh, media reporter at the Hill Fox News contributor. Uh, you know him, you love him. Joe Concha, back on the show. Hey, man. I have a great idea for the show as far as a little sound bite, a little, you know, you have those little, like, sound effects. Yeah. Okay. You got to have Dean Wormer on standby. Zero point zero. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hear the one Dean Wormer that's in the cart right now? Yeah. It comes up a lot. Okay. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. That's actually. John Belushi, right? I, I must actually confess, that was one of the HR people here at Fox lecturing me. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> listen, never Fela. a pleasant conversation. Listen, Fela. Uh, listen, great to hear your voice on the show, but let's get let's dive into this. Uh, we had a Trump town hall. I want to start there uh, yeah. on CNN. And the nice thing is the media is not overreacting to that at all. <laughs> yeah, it is remarkable. <laughs> that the backlash, Jimmy, is so bad that Anderson friggin' Cooper goes on the air last night <laughs> during his 8 p.m. show and says, and I'm paraphrasing, but this is about right, I don't blame any of you if you never want to watch this network again. I know. <laughs> the tone. Dude, I, I, know. I, I, I would go full Steinbrenner on that guy and fire him, like mid-commercial. <laughs> like, you're telling people not to watch? You know, like the decision that I made? <laughs> All I know is Donald Trump is the leading frontrunner for the GOP nomination. He got more votes than any Republican candidate in history, 74 million. I believe it's newsworthy to put him on the air and do a town hall. <laughs> and instead, you have this this over internally at CNN. Uh, uh, embarrassed that they did this and so the next time i got to hear one more person say oh they're pivoting back to the middle no they ain't they're democratic <laughs> activists that's why they're acting the way they are now that's and now my I mean. big question jimmy mm-hmm. all right going forward are all the other news organizations not named fox are they going to be like oh my god you see all those hashtags boycott cnn and all the backlash they got for putting trump on Maybe we shouldn't either. So you're going to have a guy who could very easily be the next president of the United States. He's beating Biden by, what, seven points in that Washington Post poll? And you're not going to put him on the air because you're afraid of your audience? That's where we are in the media in 2023, Phelan. I know. It's so embarrassing for a bunch of people who claim they're not biased. (laughs) Wow. They uh, they seem a little upset. But there's the other argument, too, that I love, though, because I've heard this a lot. Yes. Is they keep saying, like, uh, I, I even heard this out of The View, um, you know, how dare CNN give a platform to this man? I'm like, yo, he gave a platform to them. 
He's the most famous human being alive. They're the least watched network in all of cable. It's not like there were three million people waiting around and he walked into the room. There was nobody waiting around. He walked into the room. And then, like, if you remember the uh, Michigan J. Frog in the old Warner Brothers cartoon, One Froggy Evening, uh, they couldn't get anyone to come see the frog at first. So the guy put up a sign that says free beer and everyone stampedes (laughs) into the theater. That's essentially what happened. CNN had an empty theater. They put up the free beer sign and everyone... Everybody got trampled to see the singing frog. The perfect analogy. Yeah. So they drew 3.1 million people, which is basically what the five gets. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So, but for CNN, Huge. I mean, that is like, wow, the yeah. Oakland A's putting up like 10 runs. Like this never <laughs> happens. Uh, they, they normally have about 500,000 people watching on a given night. So he took their audience and made it six times larger. Mm-hmm. So uh, for from a business perspective, I mean, this is now, and I can't believe this actually is going to be something that's going to be debated internally at these news organizations, but you're going to have like ABC, CBS, NBC saying, boy, he will give us a huge ratings bump, but at the same time, we could lose advertisers. Crazy. <laughs> and by the way, when, when you have Jake Tapper, the most pious person in television, right? Mm-hmm. It's so condescending, saying, I, I, I'm sorry that Donald Trump said those lies on our airwaves. Have you ever watched a CNN Biden town hall, <laughs> Jake? Where he said, hey, if you take the COVID vaccine, you can't get COVID. I am in, I'm certain that that's a bigger lie than anything Donald Trump told oh, a trem- couple nights ago. Tremendous. I mean, when you look at the other story they're not covering, which is the Biden family business dealings. Yeah. Okay, he told you he never spoke to his son once about his business, okay? But as it turns out, we now know he certainly spoke to his son's business partners. <laughs> like, well, he's not technically lying, though. We didn't prove that he talked to his son. We just proved that he met with everyone his son has ever done business with. Oh. And, and in one world, okay, let's just jump in here. You and I were doing our taxes on TurboTax, okay? That's true. If I, if I message the IRS that I got my income through 15 redirected wire transfers <laughs> and it ended up in my grandson's bank account. Am I not getting an IRS raid, like a paramilitary raid at my house if I say that's how my money's coming in? Oh, yeah, you'll get Roger Stone's, like, right back <laughs> into the Stone Age. <laughs> you get swallowed. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can't. No coverage. They're giving it the old shutout. And it's, it's amazing because what I would think on some level is there's got to be an appetite within the Democratic Party because they really don't want Biden at the top of the ticket. Right. But I don't I actually don't see that push coming. And I'm, I'm amazed by this because this is their opportunity because of the plan B. Right. Yep. That is Kamala Harris, who somehow I, I watched her a couple of years ago during the Kavanaugh hearings and her the way she treated uh, Brett Kavanaugh was deplorable, for lack of a better word. But at least she was articulate. Yes. Right. And what what has happened to her? What is that book of, of Mice and Men? Right. <laughs> the guy regresses like throughout the book, like was is actually it, smart and then regresses towards the end. Isn't it amazing that we have a a, a president in his late hundreds, but yeah. we, we might have to invoke the 25th Amendment on the woman half his age. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's an excellent point. Uh, so then from there, I mean, who, who do you take? You take that the fat guy from uh, Illinois, uh, Pritzker, Pritzker, right? Uh, make Make America. America like like Illinois that doesn't work yeah. uh, Gavin Newsom make yeah. America like California no so I I guess it's just for lack of a better idea that they're running Biden but I was watching old school last night the, the great Rodney Danger film film from oh, back to 40 school years back ago. to school yeah what I say old school back yeah. to school old Will school it's fun idiot um yeah I'm, I'm the idiot not you're the idiot uh so yeah back to school's on and there's one scene with Ned Beatty and he mm-hmm. plays Dean Martin mm-hmm. and he has to confront uh Thornton Mellon Rodney Dangerfield yep. on whether he cheated uh, on a bunch of tests and a bunch of papers or not, mm-hmm. right? So he says, Thornton, is this work your own? And then Rodney says, Dean, I can't tell a lie. 
Yes, it is. So then the dean says, I'm satisfied. Are you satisfied, Phil? Like, that's like the media right now. Like, Biden denies it. Okay, good enough. Let's move on. That's what the New York Times is doing with this story. That's oh, for sure. Well, you know what they're doing? It's like, I, I was saying this yesterday. If, Bi- if, if Nixon was a liberal, they'd be like, well, they didn't catch him at the Watergate Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he oh, was there. Can I use that in my next column? Why wouldn't you? Why All right, I'll, you? I'll, I, I will attribute you that I heard that on your radio if show. You that's it, the perfect analogy. What a guy! But that's what they do. Well, he wasn't in there. I mean, Joe, <laughs> what do you mean his whole campaign was there? Not him. Oh, it's, so, it's so obvious too. I mean, it's not like you're, this is a stretch here that. Obviously, the influence peddling uh, led to many, many people getting rich in the Biden family, not just Hunter. Yep. Hallie Biden is a guidance counselor in Delaware, and she's getting checks, $10,000. She's she's like a Julia Louis-Dreyfus, you know, just yeah. so keeps getting the checks for doing nothing now it's, at this it's point, amazing. right? A no-show construction job, as they said on The Sopranos. The right. Bi- <laughs> the, the Bidens are the guys with the folding chairs, eating hoagies, and just arguing about old baseball players and getting wire transfers by the hour. I mean, it's a good racket. I, on some level, I do admire it, but it's yeah. amazing. The dereliction of duty. Uh, Joe Concha, let's confirm for the American people. Is it true that you're guest hosting this program next Friday? I am, yes. Boom! Uh, wonderful producer reached out, so that's a Friday fun day. And uh, I, wh- who's your favorite guest to have on besides well, me? Of see, oh, Concha, I mean, you definitely top three. Would you stop it? We, wow. we make great ma- radio magic. Um, <laughs> Uh, I can't slight my family because I book my family a lot on the show. So, That's you know, smart. if my kid is listening while he's cutting class right now, I'd be devastated if I gave you the gold. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the link man's 14, but he does. Okay. He's a good following on the show. Um, so next Friday, I'm I'm filling in for our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Ah. So you may have me as a guest to do a little promo to remind the kids next Friday. Yeah. But beyond that, just drive it like you stole it. I don't even want to know who you <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. All I right. Mean, yeah. mo- most people, when I they don't even say they're appearing on their show, they're like, no, I'm going to Epstein Island. I didn't hear anything about Fox oh. Across America. <laughs> oh, I'll, another I'll be in story. I'm in a better mood by then because my devils got knocked out last night. And over time, which really hurts because, like, that's like I watching know. the death happen, you know, as opposed to like a blowout <laughs> or something where you could kind of accept it. Like, okay, I understand. Understand what's happening, uh, uh, so we, yeah, no, it's we, no good. But the XFL championship—I mean, the, the, the gambling options on that are just through the roof. Isn't it Jenny. so crazy how much the options have like ballooned? Yeah. Like you used to bet the over/under and the point spread. Now it's like you know, odd number amount of orange garbage cans in section two nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? No, literally every player you can right right down yes. to like assists, rebounds, pitches, blocks. balls, strikes. There's like a. A, a prop, the prop bets you can bet now. It's like, will LeBron have more points than Bronny Jr. has groupies in the green room? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's very creative, I gotta <laughs> will, say. Will Patrick Mahomes get more yards than Jackson Mahomes will get criminal charges? Wow. It's crazy. It's a wild time to follow the sports, is what I'm trying to say. There's a Jerry Rice, Donna Rice. Bet here somewhere. <laughs> I was going to go Susan it. Rice. Or Susan but Rice, did, right, yeah. exactly. No, no, but you took, you took it somewhere. Well, it's funny because I think, you know, when you talk about gambling, if you were standing this far out from the 2024 election, okay, Trump is certainly the favorite right now in the Republican Party, you yeah. know, based on poll position. Everything changes once they get in the ring and start facing live ammo. But what would you say the odds are? And I, what would you say the odds are right now? That Biden, that it is a Biden-Trump rematch. 
Because 20%. no, that you would say that, right? And yeah. is that based on what? Is that based on Biden's physical aptitude? Is it based on Trump's impending criminal complications, or the fact that nobody wants to see it at all, according to the polling? I think that's the thing that I keep getting stuck on. Like, well, how could this be the inevitable rematch when you see that almost nobody wants this rematch, right? <laughs> and I, I think the DeSantis campaign is being written off a little too early, considering that it isn't a campaign yeah. yet, right? He hasn't announced. That whole race with Trump will come down to a debate where DeSantis and Trump are next to each other. Mm -hmm. And if DeSantis is making the adult argument, the good argument, selling his successes in Florida, and Trump is just calling him names, Mm -hmm. I could suddenly see that being the type of game changer where if the other candidates leave, like Haley, Pence, right, and it becomes a two-man race, Uh I think then – some people are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, I, I got fatigue. This is enough. You know, there's always something with this guy, fairly or unfairly. Yeah. But I think it's time for, for young blood and a guy who could actually win. I, I could see that happening. So, so you're you're telling me Kanye has a chance. I'm saying Kanye has a chance, like out of Dumb and Dumber, I believe that is, right? And that's <laughs> so 1994. You're, so you're telling me there's a chance. Well, it's funny because if it winds up being Trump-Biden, it's very evocative. When I was a kid, uh, I've, I've brought this up a lot on the show, Larry Holmes fought Jerry Cooney yeah. when they were both well past their boxing prime. But they had both cultivated a passionate fan base over the years. So they fought in Atlantic City, and it was famously dubbed by the media, Two Geezers at Caesars. Oh. And I thought it was just like such a funny line back, you know, simple humor, simple time. And uh, we very much could be headed towards a two geezers at Caesars. That's true. Except Trump is, you know, he's, oh, he's sharp. Well, he's right? sharp. I, I, he does not belong in that conversation in terms of age. Yes. In terms of aptitude. No. I mean, he was he was on fire the other night for whatever we think of him. And every issue that was supposed to be a negative wound up being a positive because it was funny. Like, they're outraged about the E. Jean Carroll stuff, but E. Jean Carroll on CNN has been forced off the air in the past because of some of her comments to Anderson Cooper. So she is a little weird and out there. Oh, completely. And that's the thing. Like, people are praising Caitlin Collins for the job that she did. Nuh-uh. No. You look at the que- the first question out of the gates about the 2020 election. Of course, mm-hmm. Trump is going to defend himself yep. on that, right? It's not about the 2024 election in terms of all the things that are completely breaking down in this country when you talk about economy, border, crime, yep. education, foreign policy, you name it. There were a lot of topics that she could have gone with first. Instead, she goes with that. Then, as you said, Eugene Carroll, then the documents at Mar-a-Lago, then January 6th. Those are issues that Democrats want to talk about yep. that was supposed to be a primary for Republican voters, independent voters, and she did what she would. She went about it where she would get praised by media critics, not name me, and obviously by her own colleagues yep. uh, because she did everybody a disservice in terms of the questions. And now that they, she asked. and now they're mad at her anyway because she platformed him. And he got a lot of laughs. The room liked him. Listen, that was that's Trump at his best. Like he likes a live audience because he has chops, as we say in the biz. He's witty. He can get laughs, you know, and he'll, he'll attack the moderator, which is an effective tool. You know, if they're really trying to shape a conversation like it was interesting when they were talking about Ukraine and the case he was making was, hey, I can't take a side if we're going to effectively negotiate a truce. Right. If you take a side, that's not a truce. That's just you aligning with one side. And uh, he's he's actually effectively articulating a perfect take on the issue. Let's end the war. Let's stop spending the money. Let's just put this thing to bed. And they tried so hard to frame that. It was Van Jones who said to Byron Donalds, oh, he wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. 
I'm like, in what world did you deduce that from that conversation? Other than the world where you showed up with an interpretation of what he was going to say so they didn't even need to watch the debate or the town hall. And then the bigger implication is, and the reason why he wants to hand Ukraine to Russia is because Trump is a Russian oh, agent working for Putin, which I believe has been disproven, but they're, they're never going to let <laughs> Did you see Christie try to get in on that one? Yeah. Christie's talking about I'm like, Christie, you worked on the campaign. You fought against that narrative for years. And now you're just going to glom on to try to get some relevance? Like, that's so embarrassing. That's the thing. The, the, the candidates are there just to either sell a book or get on TV. Mm-hmm. That's that's Chris Christie, right? My, my former governor, when he was my, my governor, I, I liked the job. That he did, it, it, this isn't 2012, all right? Yeah. That's when he should have run. He's doing this now strictly yeah. for attention. Some, some people that are in this race are doing it strictly for the speeches and for the books, and they know they can't win. The question is, will they drop out like Kamala Harris did? At least she yeah. had the, the uh, decency to do this before Iowa. Yeah. Before these races where they're two or three percent can end up being the difference. But let me go back to one thing you just said, because I think it's really important. You said how Trump owns the the town hall stages because he can entertain. He can make people laugh. This is where then I wonder how DeSantis plays, because DeSantis ain't exactly Mr. Laughs. Right. No, he's he's a serious guy. He's, you know, former military, uh, two Ivy League schools, obviously, as governor of Florida, 60 percent approval rating. People like him, but he's not going to entertain you. And I wonder if people are like, all right, fine. I don't want to be entertained anymore. I like what this guy's going to have to say. Or will it be oh, Trump really nailed him with that zinger? I'm going to vote for him. I, like, I, I wonder know. how that goes. Right. I think I, I honestly I, I think it's mm, I, I there's a very 2016 aspect to live events that I think is universal in any news cycle. People like to be entertained. Yeah. I mean, think about that. No, no one, everyone listening hasn't gone three minutes without looking down at their phone during this conversation for some other image or some food or something. Never underestimate the power of entertainment, Concha. That's what we're doing on the radio, you and me. Gladiator. Um, thank you. Are you not entertained? Right. Too but the funny. old guy told him, like, you win the crowd. You win your freedom. Like, in other words, it's not just about killing people. You got to also. You got to have some jokes, General Maximus. You got to have some. You got to fight the Minotaur. You need to do some Yo Mama jokes before they let it loose. That's going to do it for the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation ceremony. Have the best weekend allowable by law, and I will see you back on the radio Monday morning. Listen to the show ad free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.